Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, Damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The, the, the Sketchomatic Show. Welcome to the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Sketchy, sketchy. I'm your host, Sketchomatic. Sketchomatic. And this would be episode four. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Appreciate your company and your business here. And if you've been with me since episode one, since the trailer even, well, then you're tougher than I thought. I'd like to quickly take this moment to personally thank you. And the very few listeners I've obtained since the creation of the Sketchomatic Show podcast. I appreciate your DMs and your emails. Your support gives me energy and drive, which then turns to determination to create each of these podcast episodes the best I can make it. Each one crafted with you specifically in mind. I do hope you're enjoying the podcast, and I'm looking forward to creating many more for you as we move forward together. Okay, got that out of the way. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. And let me tell you, episode four, you are in for a very special treat, my friend, because this episode features another radio counterpart co-worker of mine. But not just that, this man's career is quite extensive in the alternative rock scene. He's even worked in hip hop and rap radio he's been on television he's hosted television shows he's acted in movies and speaking of which this is probably one of the most random type of things i feel like the universe again is speaking to me i wake up this morning to get ready to finish producing the podcast right and i decided to randomly throw on grandma's boy and if you don't know what that is, uh, if you're too young, just Google Grandma's Boy. It's it's a classic stoner video game head movie. It's great. I make it about halfway through the movie. I make it up to the restaurant scene. And long and behold, who's in this scene? None other than my special guest on the Sketchomatic Show podcast today. And that person is Ted Stryker. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the... The absolute randomness of it. And I'm watching Ted Stryker as he's a a restaurant host in the movie. And it took me a second to realize it. I hadn't seen it in a long time since the last time. I completely forgot that he was in the movie. A lot of people I forgot were in the movie. I forgot Jonah Hill's in the movie. And uh, Nick Swartzen's in the movie. So watching this movie again randomly on a Saturday morning was... I feel like it's my calling, I guess. I don't know. For lack of a better term, I felt like this episode was meant to be and is meant to be. I have chosen our very best table for your party. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. This is our harmony table. Thank you. Take a look, please, at our very exclusive vitamin water list. Oh, I'll look at that. Yeah. Enjoy the harmony. 
such a good movie. Made me excited to get ready for this podcast with Ted Stryker. We get a deep dive into Stryker, not just as a radio DJ, but as the man, Ted Stryker. We also learn about his radio past, how he got into radio, who gave him that opportunity, him moving to Los Angeles, and so much more. You are in for a very special full-length episode treat. Without further ado, Ted Stryker on the Sketchomatic Show podcast, episode four. Sketcho Special guest, Ted Stryker. The Sketchomatic Show, episode four. And I mean, it's exciting as hell right now. I am sitting with an LA alternative rock, rock, legendary DJ, living legend. What? Ted Stryker on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Thank you for having me. What episode number is this? This is four. Now, check it out. I only had Tim Conway Jr. was my first guest, which fell on episode three. The first two episodes were just me talking to myself on the phone, basically. Right. And doing funny voices and stuff like that, just to kind of do a little production flex on the podcast. But then Tim Conway Jr. offered to do it live on on his show on KFI AM 640. And... All the while I was trying to book guests, and then I try to book you as well. We talk, we've been talking for like about a week or so about it. And now you're falling on episode four, and you're my second guest. You're my second guest. Um, I'm so excited to have you. I'm actually nervous right now. You are? Yeah, I'm nervous. You can't Uh, be nervous. And we're not even on the air. I am the most probably normal human being that works in this building. And what I mean by that is, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I even have a job on the radio. So you shouldn't be nervous talking to me. I mean, you know, it's more of a, I never thought this would actually happen. First of all, I never thought I'd start my own podcast. When people told me you should start your own podcast, yeah. that you'd be good at it. I was like, dude, it's too much fucking work. It's a lot of work, and but it's a creative release for me, which is why I got into it. But right. then to interview Tim Conway Jr., I'm trying to set up Big Boy from Real 92.3, Big Boy's Neighborhood. And a lot of my radio coworker counterparts, such as yourself, and but still, you come from... Can we talk about a little about your history at K-Rock and whatnot? Whatever right? you want, okay. man. You came from K-Rock, and for me, that station K-Rock. is it's it's a legendary station. When you guys were there, you, John Frost, when like, you know, Jed the Fit, yeah. when those guys were doing it, Kevin and Bean, it was something it was like mystical and magical because Weatherly was programming songs that, you know what I mean, that nobody else was willing to touch until he touched it. Right. Kind of situation. And now I'm sitting here in the room with you at Alt 98.7 and doing an interview with you on my podcast is far beyond anything oh, man. I could have imagined. So wow. it's a really an honor for me. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, there's a lot of people that look up to you, Stryker. Thank, I'm definitely one of them. I can't believe that's crazy. Yes, so sir. thank you so much. I'm a very lucky and grateful dude that I got to work there and mm-hmm. that I now get to be part of Alt 98.7 with the Woody Show and yeah. Hudson and my partner Booker and Kristen Limon. And I'm glad you brought that up. I want to segue into that transition how I know you told me this off air and, and personal conversation, but how can you reiterate to the person listening right now that transition from going from K Rock to iHeart to Alt 98.7? Yeah. What sparked it? How did it come about? What, what set it into motion? Wow. <laughs> if you want to paraphrase, if you want to go on, I mean, this is an interesting story. Ted Stryker on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Well, mental health is something that I never really thought about too much until the last three or four years. 
seen friends of mine go through some really bad stuff and some of them not with us anymore because of their mental health. They ended up taking their own lives. Wow. And my happiness was at its lowest point professionally my last two years while I worked at the other place. I see. And so I took the advice that I would give if someone talked to me, like, if you're not happy, get yourself out of there. And you've been there for how long? 22 years. And so I made the decision that I am going to leave here. I did not have another job lined up. I There was nothing. And... And so I stepped away from there and holy mackerel, did it make a difference for me mentally, my happiness. I feel uh, rejuvenated and reborn professionally because yeah. I'm at a new place, new building, new place to park. Yeah. I took a big leap. Yeah, you and took a risk. Fortunately, things have gone okay. I, could, I mean, I'm super happy. I'm in a good place mentally now. You seem happy. You seem content. And your podcast is fire, Thanks, but I want to get to the podcast in just a little because I have no so problem. much to talk about. So many yes. questions. So Go many, ahead. It's oh God. I feel like I'm just sitting with the golden goose here you know, <laughs> of knowledge of radio and, <laughs> and music. And okay, so being in the mental health state, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now I'm I'm not on air such as yourself, and but working in radio, I spent most of my young adult life at Power 106, and so and then you know leaving there and, and going yeah. and traveling i went i lived in miami i moved back i worked at uh, the 100.3 the beat so i kind of bounced wow. around you stayed in one spot and i understand that consistency it's like building roots it's hard to uproot yourself from it that. even though you're not changing markets into another city you're staying within la but you had nothing lined up it feels did you ever feel like is it over did you ever feel that that or did you know because you're Ted Stryker, you're going to you're going to be able to land on your feet with another gig somewhere? No, I thought I did not know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I am willing to take the risk mm-hmm. and bet on myself. Of course, as much as I doubt myself, which is almost every single day, every I single also second here. have some confidence at the same time yeah. before even every show, every single radio show I do, I get nervous and I get a stomach ache and I say, how are we going to do this today? And then driving home, I feel really, really, really good. Right. Then I go to bed, I get up, how, how are we going to do this? I <laughs> can't do this. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's this cra- and it should not be like that, but at the same time, I be, I think if I didn't tick in that sort of way, mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I wouldn't have any success at all. I hear what you're saying. It, it's a vicious cycle, but without it, you know that it makes it real and it makes you makes it worth it because you're getting nervous for something you've been doing for decades. Yes, and I still get nervous. I got ner- I was shaking in my space Nikes when I was going on. My mouth was so dry. On if you ever if you get a chance to listen to the Tim Conway Jr. podcast that I did with him, the compression on KFI is so intense you could hear like the the crackles. Right, and I the more water I drank, the worse it got. <laughs> no, it was insane. I mean, I'm have, sorry, do, man. Do you, what do you? Okay, when you get nervous, what besides the stomach? You said. What else happens? Like, do you get dry mouth? Do you what? Do you no? Nope, I don't get, sweaty? get dry. Nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I. Without realizing it, I do pacing. I have my head down and I'm plodding out Mm. like a skier going down a hill with moguls Mm. or a running back the course that I'm going to take. And I'm thinking about not what I'm going to say, but how am I going to get in all this stuff? And I'm just like, and get nerd. And like before TV appearances, red carpet hosting, the podcast, it's real. It's like you're preparing. Yes. And you're trying to. 
map out the course of Correct. which way you're going to go. I like the skiing analogy. I'm going to add some skiing. Yeah, like the moguls. You're looking at the 10th mogul, not the one right in front of you. What is that? Now say that again. You're looking at the moguls. Mogul. You know, the bumps. The, the bumps. The bumps. They're not called moguls? I moguls. didn't know that. Yeah. That's... I just learned something. I swear yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> moguls I knew in the sense of like, oh, he's a he's an internet mogul or a TikTok right. mogul or whatever. Mogul is actually a hill on the snow. The, in the yeah, slope. all the bumps on, yeah. on the really hard because you can't like a running back isn't looking at like necessarily right in front of you. Like right. when you're driving on the freeway, you're like, what's yes. going on in front of you're, me? You're you're moving like ten steps ahead, kind of like yeah. chess a little bit. A little bit. I hear yeah. what you're saying, but like that pace. nerves and yeah. that anticipation and anxiety for me, it's real, and I always. Am able to talk myself into not letting that into like you shouldn't be nervous. Who right. cares? Right. But I, I, I you can, can't help it. No, it's just like this anxiety of like I want to make sure I do everything right. And most of the time, but it what does goes. it matter right. if what we does it matter? don't? What it is doesn't. going to happen? Especially if we on don't. this podcast, nobody's listening. So no, yeah, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some people listening <laughs> for sure. Now that you're on it, no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm we saying, care a lot about absolutely. the product that we're doing, and That's we want to. Exactly I think we both want to make people happy, which mm. as a result of that makes us happy. That is exactly what our my Theo Tony Sanchez always says. He's like, we get we get anxiety, we get nervous, we get upset, frustrated because we care. Right. If you didn't get all those feelings, that kind of that means the party's over, man. Like it's not really and that is that what you were essentially feeling towards the end of K Rock? Like No, just, I still cared every you cared. second. You cared. Oh yeah. But you, did you still feel like that anxiety? Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. I still to the last second I was yeah. on gave it my all and try to do the best show possible. It was just, listen, the basic line is I just wasn't happy right. in that situation. It was and going so through a lot it. of political type internal situation changes yeah. right? from, from ownership, management, blah, 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 correct. blah, weatherly. And he brought you in, correct? He brought me in in 1999. Now, let me dig a little bit, a little deep dive into the young striker. Where did striker start in radio? I started in radio in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. And the first station I was on uh, was a hip hop radio station. What station? Do you remember? Uh, of course. Yeah. It was called Power 1490, Jam's Today's Hottest Music. Uh-huh. This was in 1993, 94, 95. Uh, we played everything, yeah. all the Ice Cube stuff in Tribe Called Quest and Public Enemy. Biggie. Uh, Biggie Smalls. I remember when Snoop Dogg first broke and then hearing the song Regulate for the very first time yeah. by Warren G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the Dr. Dre stuff. So were you a hip hop fan? Like at the same time, rock fan, like at this, like multi music tasking, if you will. Absolutely. Yes. I could recite almost every line to an NWA song in Public Enemy, and I could recite just about any line to The Cure or the Green Day Dookie album. But it was cool. I got to meet Easy E. Yeah. I got an autograph from him that's on my wall to this day that he wrote personally to me. A backstage pass I have to NWA. Okay. Concerts. You say you can recite any NWA verse. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, just give me a dose. My name is Easy, but just call me E. But it doesn't really matter to me because I'm the same person, whether serious or rehearsing. I just got to keep cursing. This is for the radio, so I better chill. Though I'm going to play it if I go get ill, but I'm like that. And that's a matter of fact because the street is where my heart is at because I don't do dope, not a dope, but I'm dope, but I'm doper than anyone that tries to cope with the rhyme I'm displaying and the beat that's playing. But you can try all day and you still won't much up with the ruthless pod because Easy doing a Compton style. That's a scene. You say you can get some. Yo, homeboy, it's easier said than done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ay, ay, ay. You just shut me down oh, right now. God, and, you, and you wrapped it at like two times speed. I know, because doing it slow would just be even you. more no, no, awful yeah. than I actually That's sounded. Dope, though, man. You weren't playing. <laughs> Yeah, Stryker is a real hip-hop aficionado. If you take it back to Easy, e how old were you when you met Easy? You must have been a kid. I was probably 22 years old, wow. 21 maybe. That's amazing. In, in high school, I grew up in L.A. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember we had a demo tape of N.W.A. and... We were like, what is this? Who is this? Right. Of course, and, it was uh, shocking back then. It, it, it was like, holy but shit. But the beats were so good. Yeah. But I didn't really understand Me what neither. they were singing a, like rap, but it was just it so was fantastic. Fun. Yeah. Same thing with like uh, Two Live Crew. I remember hearing Two Live Crew, Me So Horny, for the first time when I was like 10 years old. I was like, holy shit. Right. In my head, I'm like, damn, they, can they say that? Everything you want. Luther Campbell. He was so good, and oh, I remember watching Yom yeah. TV raps. And when I would see some of these videos, I mean, we had there was no internet at the time. That's how I did my deep dives, yeah, on some of these hip hop artists. And then 120 minutes with Matt Pinfield to learn even more about that. Yeah, wow, dude. If Ted Stryker never got into radio, what career path do you think you would have chosen? Mm -hmm. Oh man, finally a good question. <laughs> no, they're all been good questions. <laughs> It's so tough. I just I, I would like to say you'd be in the music industry somehow because you're so knowledgeable of it. Thanks, man. But I was only I'm only knowledgeable of the music because I like it. There's no other reason. I like the songs. I like watching bands play. I like singing with my friends. You like rapping lyrics. I like I, you rapping You might have been lyrics. a rapper. If no. you never got no, into no, radio, no. you might have been like... Sketch? No, I would never have been a rapper. I'm terrible at rapping. I You have to keep this... I'm terrible at rapping, and I know that, but okay. it's fun. Uh, it is fun. They're so... Freestyling the are so creative and the way they can put their words together and piece it together it's just it's so good well you don't know what you'd be if you wouldn't maybe a bat boy for the dodgers or a, a backup beastie boy i think you know the what i mean fourth beastie boy the fourth striker mca ad rock mike to get striker mm, drop let me ask you something else about the radio thing did you go to school for radio did you did you do any radio in like a college or high school prior to that Were, what what got you interested in getting into radio was any of your family in or in radio or media mm, no none of my family was in radio or media or tv entertainment i was just going to university of arizona i never even imagined radio could be a career i never worked at the college station i took no radio classes i randomly met somebody in tucson that was the program director of power 1490 his name is Bruce St. James. Oh, he ended I up working Bruce. at Power 106. I he's know the Bruce best. St. James. And he's the one that got me in the building. And Sounds about right. Got me started. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a good dude. Is he still in radio? He's still in radio. He's, he's in Phoenix. He's a host now nice. doing talk radio. And he's very, very, very talented. Now, speaking of Bruce St. James and how you just said he went from doing that, right? Programming, getting you. But what made you like go i want to do this what made you was it bruce just going hey you should try radio what was it um it was it felt like a profession mm -hmm. that if i really really put the effort in that i thought i could do okay mm -hmm. and i love the idea of being part of a team i played sports 
all my life. Really, I, like what? What'd you play? I played baseball, basketball, football, mm. paddle tennis, played it all. Oh, wow. I just love the idea of being part of a team, and I hadn't been on one in a while. And it's just that cohesive feeling. That's what I also really liked. No, it brings me back to what you said earlier about the anxiety. Did you get the same kind of anxiety and nervousness playing sports? As you do going on the air. Yes. Really? Yes. That means, okay, then that means you're, pa- I think that means it identifies as you being really passionate. If it makes you feel a certain type of way, like in a good way, obviously, yes. not like in a negative way, but right. you know, like that feeling, that burn where you're like, I got to put this, I got to uh, conquer this, this fear or whatever it may, this nervousness. Right. But I think the nerves aren't, they come from passion, right? but there's it comes from probably something in our childhood oh, where definitely. we feel like we need to prove something to somebody. Yeah. I think that's maybe a uh, part of it as well. So competitive nature, I'm kind of yes, the same way. Very competitive. I feel like when it comes to production and imaging right. and somebody like does something and I'm like, Hey man, why didn't, why didn't you just let me do it? Do you feel, do you get that way about with the show at all? Um, like, do you, do you, are you very, uh, what's the right word? Are you, uh, Territorial? Not territorial, but uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I'm going to take forever thinking of this. This, That's is, right. this is a damn you weed moment because I had it on the tip of my tongue right now. It's like a specificity. You know what I mean? Where you're like, you like things a certain way. I got gotcha. <laughs> I do like things a certain way, mm-hmm. but everybody has to adapt to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's something I think I've been able to do is adapt to the surroundings, stay who I am uh-huh. and do all I can to help others right. shine while keeping the focus. Well said. Well said. Now, did you find your because your voice is so very unique, distinct striker. Yeah, and when you hear it, yeah. you know, you know it's you. That's it's incredible. Not like, Thanks, you don't have man. to guess. Now, Thank when you, you started in radio, did you have to work your way up to the where you are now, or did it kind of just come naturally? Because it seems Oof. like you're just so because the person you're talking to right now, as you're hearing this podcast right now, that's who he sounds like off the air. Sketch, right. excited, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna be here at 645? Great. You yeah. know, like it's it's so wonderful. And I'm like, God, he's the same guy. That's I mean, the key. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be yourself, yeah. but to find your voice and have confidence to put it out there for everybody and really be judged every time you put out a podcast or you're doing a break or a bit on the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can get at you a little bit, but you just have to stick to who you are. Like Exactly. How I sound right here. It's great. In the hallway, yeah. we're going to talk just like this. I feel like you got to get into more like voiceover for like animation. Oh, stuff I would like love that. to. Have man. you ever done anything? No, like but help me. Get, I, let's I make feel that like you really. Would you ever be willing to do a phone tap with Big Boy? Of course I would. Right? I oh wanted to ask this goodness. question to Tim Conway Jr. I wanted to say, would you, because he loves Big Boy, and I know you're a big I fan too. I love Big Boy. Okay. And I was, I'm like, Big, what if we do a phone tap with like, Tim Conway Jr. He calls one of his people. You know, right? Like, can we do that to one of your friends? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, is that of course? Okay, great. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna relay that to Big. But I don't know if they're gonna be a good uh, target for it. But we can try. I think. Well, once I'm done editing it, oh, it'll, okay. it'll come together. All right, good. Okay, so we'll we'll snap together those pieces okay. just right. Okay. Uh, let me get back to this. Just besides radio and all that, pet peeves. Do you have any pet peeves, Striker? Ted Stryker uh, on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Pet peeves. Uh, I just, I really, really detest people that care so much about what others are up to behind closed doors. Worry about yourself. Right I on. mean, you're not really that, not you, but the person that seems to be judging always, 
has the most problems behind the scenes. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Also, if I'm drinking a drink with a straw, just don't assume that you can have some of my drink out of my straw. Are you serious? People just come up and want a sip of your... I'm not strangers, oh. but like you're at right, a friend's obviously. house and right. like you concoct uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic yeah, yeah. drink, whatever it is. I have a Shirley Temple and they're just like, oh, let me try the Grenadine. Uh, no, don't. Stay yeah. away. You don't like the this sharing of germs. Obviously. No. Right, obviously. Without- and not because of COVID. No, this, no is- this is prior to BC, before COVID. Yes. Yes. I led the charge on non-handshaking before COVID. Not a shaker. Don't love shaking. I like hugging You're and good. fist okay. bumping. Yeah. All right. Love the hug. No, it's good to know because I was going to go in for a handshake after this. Like a big, <laughs> just, you know. But I know you a little, so it doesn't freak me out I as am much. Plus, I'm, a, I'm a very clean person, I like to think. Me I'm too. I'm clean like a washing machine. <laughs> okay. Um, Instagram. Do you remember your first Instagram post and what was it? Yes, I do. What was it? Uh, I had just downloaded the app. I pulled over off Hollywood Boulevard and I took a picture of my Red Bull can in my car and posted it. That was your first? First one. And what? how long ago? Probably 2009, yeah, I guess. that was around the time I got something. mine. My first Instagram post was a frozen spider web. Oh, I, really? That I just found. Like, I think I Googled it something. I don't remember. But back to radio and, and just uh, everything that you said about Tucson coming to LA what was that about like how did that transfer happen where you transplanted to Los Angeles so after working at the hip-hop station I segued to an alternative station in Tucson mm. I eventually ended up doing mornings by myself what no one in the room striker in the morning no phone screener no producer no weather per- no nothing listen it wasn't that great of a show but somebody heard me on in Tucson and said, you sound like you could be on K-Rock. Would you ever want to work there? I'm like, of course. Get the fuck out of, of here. Of course I do. Who is this person? Del Williams. Shout out to Del Williams. And so he's like, okay, give me a best of. I'm going to give it to Kevin Weatherly. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So and Kevin cool. Weatherly got the tape. Yeah. And I get home one day okay. and he leaves me a voicemail. Hey, it's Kevin Weatherly from K-Rock. Can you give me a call? So I call him and he's like, here's what I want you to do record tomorrow don't edit it and fedex it to me so i recorded on a tape sent it like he, a dat tape no a regular a cassette a tape, cassette tape oh a cassette tape unedited again i was not good on the radio so, I, I don't still don't know what i'm doing oh no you're amazing no but it's because you're natural you're you but my question let me just quickly interject yeah. do you have any of that audio still yes can I get some of it? No, no, no we're no. not going to put any in the podcast. No, sorry, Is it on YouTube? Sorry, but no, it's okay. nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. It's only on the one cassette tape hidden in your garage somewhere. Yes. Okay. In my storage locker, actually. Uh, oh. <laughs> he then calls and says, I got it. Can you come out here on Friday? I'm like, I'll be there. We have a meeting in his office. He's like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm probably just hanging out. He's like, can you go on at 6 p.m.? Yes. So I went on at 6 p.m. the day I met him. He calls me during the show. He's like, I want to hire you. When can you start? I'm like, how about two weeks? And I started two weeks later, just it, like that. It's interesting you said don't play, because actually I have the clip right here. No, no you I'm don't. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. No, but brings me to my next question about the, the on the radio and interviews and stuff and the podcast. Is there any interview moment from K-Rock that you recall that was one of your favorite interview moments that's still on YouTube or something that we can find? Like something that stands out one from either from one of the weenie rows or right. almost acoustic Christmas. Well, many of the interviews that I did over the years, you have to remember, YouTube wasn't conceived yet. Right. There's so 
There were so, so many, many things that I was so lucky enough to do. What about the ones that were in the YouTube era then? Okay, let's, let's see. see. I, th- I mean, I did a... Uh, that you're sure is on there, that you've seen, that you probably posted. Oh, man. I did a nice early on 21 Pilots interview uh-huh. at the station that's kind of a long, in-depth one that I know is still doing pretty well out there. Right. What's going on, everybody? I'm Striker K-Rock in the Red Bull Sound Space with our good friends Tyler and Josh, 21 Pilots. It's great to see you guys. Oh. Good to see you too, man. <laughs> so good to see you. I have a video on my phone of like the first time you ever played our song and we were all like, oh my gosh. K-Rock is playing our song in LA and it's a big deal. I, we don't like to admit like, we're actually really nervous to talk to you because you're such a big deal <laughs> <Yeah>. to us. <laughs> that makes me feel incredible. Which brings me to the podcast. I know you're very excited and I love your podcast, Tuna on Toast, which is still relatively new, correct? I mean, uh, how long like ago 10 did you- 10 months old. 10 months is still like a baby. I've been very consistent with it for the most part. The mm-hmm. artists come over to my house. I know, I was gonna ask you about that. My guest bedroom is the Tunanto studio. It's a three camera setup, mm-hmm. but Tom DeLong from Blink-182 has been over. With Blink, you know, we all, everyone, you all come from such modest places. So when you're at a place that's successful, it's pretty scary. You're like, we don't want to fuck this up. Paris Jackson. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, was just over. That day was probably one of the best days of my life. Are you serious? Um, I'd never played in front of a crowd that big. Fat Mike from No Effects, Brett Gerwitz from Bad Religion, and then we've got uh, like Bishop Briggs and K Flay, just one after another coming. Phineas came over. I was like, wow, we just, as a people, were just down for this. <laughs> like, we let them get away with this. Did he just come by himself or entourage? Not, you know, agent, yada, yada. Nobody awesome. has come with. with an entourage. The most people, I think, was two. Yeah. That's it. But sometimes, Paris Jackson, nobody. I remember you just had, who did you have on? Was it the Interrupters? Yeah, the Interrupters. Like they, there was a bunch of them, right? Yeah, that, there's that all four members yeah, of the I band. saw the YouTube and I listened to the podcast, but... When I heard that, I was like, man, that sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, and then I saw the people vi- there. And I was like, dude, this guy's... Now, let, that brings me to the, the next part of the of the topic is bringing all these people over, even though they're famous, does it make you a little feel a little anxious knowing that all these people know where you live now? No, it doesn't. No. But um, if you asked me that question five years ago, I probably would have You'd be said, like, I'm yeah. not bringing people over to my house. But Fuck it's that. just... Re- I think in this day and age mm-hmm. and how we live, it's just... You pull the curtain back even more on your life and just be, you know, as real as yeah, possible. I mean, it's They're very here open. At my house. Yeah. Here, here yeah, we I've go. Seen it, I've seen what your kitchen looks like. Right. What the front door looks like. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what city it's in. <laughs> it's none of my business. Unless I'm invited over. I'm not, I'm, you know, I have no intention to try to come over and sit in the, in you're invited, the studio. Anytime you want to come over. I appreciate you're that. You're invited. No, well, that actually makes me think of this question is, do you ever want to move the tuna on toe studio to another location like something like more like a radio station for example absolutely not no you like no being at home way right for me mm-hmm. and may this is just my own instincts that part of the charm of tuna on toast and luckily it's doing well is that it's at my house it is it's like it's in my spare bedroom you have a nice house too by the way thanks yeah man. you could tell you've done well in your career oh i don't know about oh, that. Come that, on. that i live in a shoebox right. striker but you be, and that also that being married 
and you've been married for quite a while now, right? Yes. How how is does your wife is your wife in media? Does no, she do no, any no. kind of entertainment? No, not at all. What, what does she do for a living? She is an esthetician. She does microblading on oh, eyebrows wow. and lip blush. Oh, She's great. Oh, She's yeah. in Burbank. If, if you're listening, let's and plug you her. Get done. Let's plug her. Slash and Lash is her Slash company. Slash and Lash. Yeah, very, her name's sounds Katie. very uh, apropos for Halloween. Yeah, that's right. All right. She loves Halloween, but she's really, really talented. Well, shot. What's your wife's name? Katie. Shout out to Katie. And what's the name of the company again? Slash and Lash. And it's he, just her. And it's in. Oh, she's a solo, solo, solo dolo in yeah. Burbank, in Glendale. Oh, Glendale. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, that's that's art in itself, though. It's not. It's it no is. Joke. I mean, oh, it it really the whole is. beauty thing is yes. not easy. Microblading eyebrows. It just sounds brows. crazy. Microblading. Yeah. <laughs> Creating hair strokes to give the good shape. For does she ever work on you? Like, does she ever kind of touch up your brows? Oh my god, it's Has so she... nice and annoying at the same yeah, time. Yeah, be... put you to sleep. No, I'll just be sitting there watching TV, Dodger game, Lakers game, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and I can see her in the distance walking at me with a tweezer, wanting to get some random hair that's coming out of that's my bothering face. her. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, and she doesn't even ask and pulls it right out. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, tuna on toast. How did the name? come about is it just because you like tuna on toast is that your favorite no nope, like, no nope, nope. what's the, the tv story? show seinfeld there's an episode the opposite episode where george ends up getting tuna on toast oh he always orders tuna on toast and nothing went well for him when he ordered that so i named it that hoping things would go well for me tuna on toast was straight i was just making a reference to seinfeld in my last podcast with with the conway crew. yeah now I know you did TV before. Yep. I luckily got on a few shows. Okay, but what the, the first one. The, the first, first one, one I ever did was called Who Knows the Band on MTV. Right. Hey, what's going on there? You have found Who Knows the Band, the show where we put you to the test to identify fact from fiction. I am Stryker, your host. The game is simple that we play here. We have three stories. They all claim to know the band, but only one of them really does. So let's hear from the storytellers. And then I got to do a couple episodes of TRL in New York. Right, I remember that. But the one on NBC. See, you mentioned I was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. That was on NBC. I was on like 140 episodes of Ellen. Oh, wow. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I love being a part of it. I can't believe I'm the guy there talking to you on the show and playing your music, making you dance. So thank you. My pleasure. Happy birthday, Ellen DeGeneres. Drama-rama. Oh, my Singing God. Singing anything, anything. Just settle down, settle down, settle down. That was fantastic. I asked for this song every day during commercial breaks. I did a talk show on uh, the Audience Channel. I remember that too. So, Ted, you're the host of AT&T Music, correct? Audience Music every Friday night. And this is a show where we have incredible artists on. It's a live show in all genres of music. And they sit down and we talk for a very long time. And then the show is the interview mixed in with the live performance. And we have an audience that comes in as well. And it's it's actually, it's fun. And I just hope I don't screw it up too much. I think that's what it was, the audience thing. But okay. they must have promoted it somewhere else. They because, did. They, okay. they did promote it. They actually did promote it on, on network. That's what I saw then. Okay. And I remember seeing, but it looks so much like one of their programming, the way the promo looked. Yeah, it's so it was a real show with a real budget and a real TV set. Tuna on toast, more tuna on toast. Talk about setting up the bookings. Do you have someone doing this for you or do you do it all by yourself? So I started Tuna on Toast. I left K-Rock, started it. It's a one-man operation, wow. independent, totally independent podcast so the first guest, Tom Morello, Rage yeah. Against the Machine, Tom DeLong, episode. Phineas, thank you. Mm. I just reached out, DM'd on Instagram. And then, like with Phineas, mm. idea, he's got like, I don't know, three, four million followers. 
He's like, I'd love to do it. Here's my contact. Can you email them? Emailed them. 20 emails later, he was at my house three days later. Morello was the first. But, yep. Yeah, I, mean, I heard was that the one first. first. Mike Shinoda. Yes. And what about the story about the couple that was going to offer you all this money? That was oh, in right. the trailer. Yes. I love that story. And I was like, I got to ask him about that. What? Just if you could paraphrase just sure. some of it. It's such a good story. I was in Palm Springs. Um, and this couple was staying right next to me in a condo. It was 110 degrees out. They were drunk. Yes. Very drunk, drinking wine. I was not drunk at all or anything like that. And they just started talking to me. And the guy said, I'm going to give you was a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to give you a hundred thousand because we feel your energy. You were in our past life and we want to give you a hundred thousand dollars. What's your email and phone number? And you gave them all that. Of course I and did. Nothing. No avail. Crickets. Wow. Crickets. Now, if you would have gotten that money. Yes. What, what would you have first? What was the first thing you'd ran out and bought? Hamburger or something? A <laughs> I, mean, so you. I wrote it like probably uh, done Postmates and that's about it. Okay. Probably and said to my rest. wife, yeah. what would you like? I'll Let's go get you some, some stuff. Some microblades? Yeah. Right. A little exactly. callback. Thank you. Yes. I'll be here till they fire me. Good job. Um, I'll get a lot of Uber Eats and Postmates and ask my wife, Katie, what she wanted for a present. brilliant. I mean, and the, but they never came through. And I was going to say, a lot of... It seems like the universe has a, a liking towards you because all even how you got into radio and and Bruce St. James and then Weatherly hey just record the thing and send it to me how fast were you I'm just going to jump back to that story Go real ahead. quick how fast were you from Tucson to LA how fast was that transition like was it just the next day were you in LA and you mean after Kevin first contacted yes. me how how many weeks or days passed before you or months till you got to LA and were officially set up 10 days Wow, ten to fifteen max. But did I think they move it was you 10 out days. Here? Uh, I did. I'm like, I'll take care of everything myself. Yeah, because I mean, again, yeah. I'm in Tucson, Market Sixty. I don't know. No one gave me a playbook on how things happen. I had no idea how many people worked at these radio stations because in Tucson, mm -hmm. there's not that many people. Our station was on a dirt road, man. Oh, was it in a house or was uh, it an actual radio station? The last station, station I worked at was like uh, part of it was in a trailer. Oh, wow. And so now all of a sudden I'm in this giant building in Burbank yeah. looking out over the freeway right well on the, the air. Then they moved over to Venice and Fairfax, right? Yeah, and then they moved again after that. Where are they at now? Uh, Wilshire Boulevard. Okay, near the Mile. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. And, and getting set up in L.A., once you made the move, what shift did Weatherly put you on? Was it overnight or was it night right away? Um, I was the number one fill-in person, but I was full-time. Mm. And I was on from the first three months, it was just random times. Mm. And then three months in, it was 6 to 10 p.m. got locked in. Wow. And then I was 6 to 10 p.m. for a few years. I remember I think that. like five years maybe oh, or yeah. four years. And then afternoons after that. Can I tell you how many times I've literally driven drunk out oh, of my no. mind listening to you? Like I'm, I shouldn't even be alive, my friend. Wow, it was bad. Sketch. It was real. This is this is early young agromatic yeah. when I was just <laughs> partly because alcoholism kind of ran in my family. Oh wow, sketch. but but it was just partying. But I remember driving home multiple times listening to you. After getting out of work and then going to a bar and getting wasted. Oh and and God, then coming man. home and having to drive home and make sure you don't get pulled over. And I just listened to you. And it was like a sense of comfort. Oh, it was like wow. A, what a nice compliment. It was like a... Thank you. A, what's it called? Um, a designated driver. 
but you're like my designated voice. Hmm. Like hearing your voice was just like, oh man, I knew everything was okay if I heard you. Isn't that? Wow. I don't know if you've ever gotten that before. Yeah, um, it's and true, I'm though, really man. happy for you that you're in a good place right oh, now. I'm in a great and, place. Uh, it sounds like you've gone d- gone through some mess and done the work, and you're doing well. What about you? Do you have any vices, Striker? Have you have you dealt with any vices? Not just you know substances or anything. Just like maybe what do you mean, like, vices like like bad habits, not mental health things. Like, like oh, I know what you're going to go into, um, but more of like for me, like the drinking. You know, I, I like to uh, play a lot of video games almost too much and buy too many of them. Those are kind of like my vices. I don't know if I have any vices, but I do get it. I mean, I get excited very easily at things. Like, really? you put me in uh, Vegas and I hear the slot machines. It's not that I'm going to go play them. Right. But I just get, oh my God, I love this. Uh-huh. But then on the other side... I don't really love leaving the house when I get there. I know this is not a vice, but just kind of how I No, I hear you're a homebody. I don't really like going. In fact, I don't, I like to be invited places and I feel kind of ticked off when I don't get invited somewhere (laughs) like to a radio event or even for big or whoever. Yeah. And, or even if it's just iHeart and they're like, oh, we're giving away tickets to such and such and everybody else gets them, but I don't. But then if I do, I don't want to go. Yeah, I get that kind of feeling like I don't want to have to go and have to deal with the crowd and the parking. And, and then once I'm there, I'm like, I just want to go home. Right. Do you go through that too? You're, yeah. you're a homebody. I am a homebody, but I think once I get there, right. I'm pretty cool. good. And I'm like, oh man, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. But there's something about like feeling safe at home and waking up early yeah. and I'm a routine person. I like Same to go here. to bed early. I like to get up early. And if you go to a show, I mean, how lucky we get a free ticket to a concert. Well, you do. <laughs> well, you get them. You can get them. I, I get them through watching you vicariously through, yes. your, through your TikToks and through your Instagram <laughs> posts. When I see you post stuff like when you were in Vegas, I was like there with you with uh, oh. Johnny Eumann yeah. from Hammer Toyota. Right. Shout That's out to right. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Hammer, I saw all. Baby. I watched both your stories. And I was like, you know, I don't really need to go there. I just watched their entire trip and I felt like I was there. That's awesome. Okay. So right. that's the beauty. Thanks, Steve Jobs, yeah. for inventing the iPhone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably kept you here too long. Look, we're already gone in like 45 minutes. Good. This is a very healthy, long podcast. So. If anyone made it this far, you get free tickets for light. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you made it this far. I love Big Boy. I haven't even met him yet. I've seen that's him right. in the hallway twice. One thing that I did hear was. Be Real from Cypress Hill was on his show, mm. and Be Real said to Big Boy, there's only two radio hosts that I want to be on with, Big Boy and Stryker. That's right. And now, have you had Be Real on Tune on Toast? I haven't had him on Tune on Toast Are we Over working the years, towards that? 20 interviews, yeah. great relationship, personal and working with Be Real. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just get like a, a little timid to ask, right. because I feel like I'm, inv- I'm in, uh, messing up the friendship a little bit. That's how I felt approaching you, though. Like, I wanted to ask you so mm. bad. And I was like, man. I'm glad you, know, you did, though. I don't really know him, know him, but I want to get to know him. But I'm not saying, like, we got to be best friends now. It's just like, man, you know, you're a big deal here. No, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, that is are. so crazy you for are. you to say. I'm not. No, I'm you not are. It's no, the real sketch. truth, man. No, it is. Thanks and for it, saying it's, that, It's in it's a good way. True. And I'm glad that you're very, you're modest about it. And I, I'm modest when people compliment my production and, oh, my God, you made it all so great. And I'm just like. That's preposterous. I'm just doing my job. But it's true, man. You know, you have a lot of people that rely on hearing you and Booker. Mm, and I want to quickly, before we get out of here, yeah. before we wrap up, I wanted to transition over to, to Alt-97. Please, yes. Because we talked so much about Carrick. But there's right. so much 
just so much knowledge and so much information and history there. Not just because it's K-Rock, but radio history. And yes. I'm, I'm very intrigued by people's stories and how they came to be. And now we're here at Alt 98.7, Booker and Stryker. Booker and Stryker. Bringing that collaboration together. Was that Lisa Warden? Yep, that was, was Lisa Warden. But I've known Booker for over 20 years. I used to call him when he was on the K-Rock New York. Right. Howard Stern was on in the mornings. Booker was on at night. Hey now. And I would call the request line. Hey now. I would call the request line and say hi to Booker and talk to him. What? From here, yeah. Hey, but then, you guys were like already kind of co-workers in a sense, right? Because we you both worked in radio. but we never... Yeah, right. but we would only talk. I would call him on the request line or yeah. he would call me. Then eventually we exchanged numbers. I went yeah. to New York, went out with him a couple times. Yeah. And now here we are all those years later mm -hmm. and we get to be on the radio together. And being Booker and Stryker, the show, three to seven, alt 98.7, when you guys are together in the room, is there any kind of a, is there like a dynamic that you guys can read each other before one finishes the sentence? Like, do you, you know what I mean? Where it's almost like you don't have to even look at each other or point like I'm going to talk next kind of point. You know what I mean? Because obviously nobody can see us. Yeah, I think we're many of the things we do, mm -hmm. it's that, especially in the interviews that we have been doing with some of these very well-known bands. Mikey from Incubus was just on with us. Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Brandon Flowers? Yes. There he is! Uh, really wild that we've you know been able to be a part of something that is it's just it doesn't even feel like it belongs to us at all anymore, and it's incredible. Jack White, of course, White Stripes Great. fame. You know, I'm not. I can't speak for other artists. Maybe other artists go in with a, with a full intention. This is what we want to do. We want to make this kind of record. I've never done that. Now, yes. is it easy to accomplish with Booker? Is it easy to, to have that chemistry with him? Or was it a kind of like a, not saying you don't get along. I'm not trying to say like, is there beef? Uh, like, who's going to run the board? It's just more of like trying to like find each other's frequency and settle into it. You need that, of course. Yeah, you need to find each other's frequency, as you said, and settle into it because he's a professional. Yeah. He looks like an actor, doesn't he? He does. He looks like an actor. He's really good at his job. Yeah. He's got a vision. I've got a vision. I adapt. He adapts. And we try not to overthink it and just have a freaking good time, man. That's, great. That's what people want when you're driving around. They got 20 minutes, 10 minutes, two minutes. Here's a vibe. This is the vibe of us. It's Let's all vibe. feel good. It's a great vibe, mm -hmm. though. I really enjoy your show. And, and, and quickly, I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you very much for airing my, some of my tributes, obviously, uh, so Taylor good, Hawkins. Man. Yes. Rest Vince Scully. Vince Scully. And I just made one for Olivia Newton-John, but I don't know if that made it, because, you know, we it's did. a little out of the, the demographic. But I love right. Grease, yeah, and I too. love Olivia Newton-John, and you did an amazing, amazing job with that. Man, Stryker, I gotta, I gotta let you go, because we've gone on too long. I've kept you here for, what, 20 hours now? That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even get to wrap my public enemy yet. Oh, do you want to do a little public enemy or oh, what? Base, hello, can you go? Death Row, what a brother No, Once again, back is the incredible Ryan Madden with the incredible D public enemy number 150. Sit freeze and I got numb. Can I tell them that I really never had a gun, but it's the wax that the Terminator X pun because they got me to sell because my brother said, well, because my brother said, well, fair guns are profit. I think you're listening. What can say to you? What do you know? It was powerful now. Power the people say, make a miracle. D pump the lyrical. Black is back. We're going to win. Check it out. Yeah, y'all. Here we go. Turn it up again. I think I may have messed up the last Stryker, time. You're rapping like Twista, like Eminem when he raps. That was not, that. but I was messing. I, I, I don't mean, know if I did a clean. Acapella. It's crazy. That was not good. Have you ever thought about doing any <laughs> rapping? Like, have you ever wrote a rap, like an actual lyric or like some yes, lyrics you yes, have, right? Yes, 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 yes. Are yes. any of those out anywhere? No, 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 no. I, think I, we sec I secretly write them. Striker, I think I'm going to say this right now an exclusive. This is a <laughs> Sketchomatic <laughs> show podcast exclusive. <laughs> All right. I think you and I and Booker, or just you and I, we should write a, 
I'll produce it. You should write a rap song for the show. Just a right. parody. Right, a parody. It doesn't have to be serious. Just like a minute and a half. Yeah. And we could put it over another person's rap song. And we should write something. I'll produce it. All right. Sound effects. All right. We'll Let's see. do that. All right. But All by right. the way, the public enemy thing I just did, I don't know if you even want to put it on there. I'm I, going to. I was just feeling it. It's yeah. so good. I, you rap really fast. That's what makes me think you could probably do. You can easily write a rap song, easily execute it. Uh, my production behind it, it's going to be fire. Sketch, I only go fast because I know I'm not good at it. Oh, man. And so I know the words to all these songs and I can just get them out as fast as I can. I'm the same way, though, when it comes to uh, production. Yeah. I have to edit fast. I can't edit slow. Right. Because then I feel like I've, I've had a stroke or something. Oh, like I can't God. remember what my last move is right. unless I move fast. Yeah. Striker, again, man, thank you so much for being on the Sketchomatic Show podcast, episode four. <laughs> Any closing statement from Ted Stryker that you'd like to share with the Sketchomatic peeps? Thanks for being so nice and welcoming to me when I got to iHeart, and thanks for having me on your podcast, man. I appreciate it. You're such a sweet guy, Stryker. <laughs> I I uh, really really gravitate towards people that are good at their work, yeah, and also nice. Well, that's my two favorite things. You're definitely good at your job, and you're definitely a nice Thank guy. You, and, but but enough ass kissing. Yeah. Are we gonna write this this, this song, track? Are we gonna write a song? Yes, we're gonna write a song and put it over a modern beat. What beat do you think? DJ Quick tonight modern or no? I could be over <laughs> DJ tonight. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We Dos, can. Like a DOS effects beat. DOS effects is fine. Oh, the Chub Rock. Read them right. Read them right's nice and fast. Yeah, oh, that's that a good one. Fast? No, that's a fast record that you can rap fast on. Okay. Real quick, let's plug Booker's podcast. With the Perez, Perez Hilton. Yeah, Booker does Perez Hilton podcast. Right. They do it weekly. It's really good. Is it Perez Hilton featuring? Just so, type in Perez Hilton yeah. and Booker and you'll find it. All right. So Cirque Recoub is Chris Booker backwards. Whoa, what's that again? Cirque Recoub. And what's yours? Uh, records, but I used to have a, I know we got to go, but I had a habit oh, of memorizing words backwards. So if someone was named doctor, they'd be Rotcod. Dr. Pepper, do, Rotcod Repep. Pepper backwards is Repep. Are you, uh, what's that called? Dyslexic? No, I don't think so. No. Like Don Johnson, Nod, Nos, Nodge. Damon is Nomad. Ramon is Nomar. So like Damon Stoudemire was Nomad Rhymadutes. Dude, this is a great, this would be a great <laughs> segment on the show, like a game for callers. That if they can give you a name and you have a certain amount of time to... Oh, I'll get it. Jennifer's like, Reffin Edge. Any I mean, name you can Anderson, say backwards. Nos Redna. Sketchomatic. Okay, now that's a tough one because that's not a real name. And Go. Sketch is tough. Chet's. Matic is a... Sitam. Sitam. Wow, yeah. that, but that's still a crazy, unique talent I never knew about you that you're it's able to... It's not a talent, though. Well, it's, it was boredom years ago with my friend... Just to memorize these names. I mean, but still, you get, you did it pretty fast, though. Okay, and what about palindromes? You know what those are, right? R like uh, words that mean the or say the same thing backwards. Race like, car. Yes, race I was car. just about to say that. Race right. car. Race car. Yeah, palindromes. What uh, what what other ones are there? Palindromes is not my thing. Okay, but like I had rules. Like a Y would always stay on the end. So Larry would be Rally. Jerry would be Reggie. <laughs> I put that in the rap song we're going to do. Yeah. Now, if you've really made it this far in the podcast, uh, yeah. Sketch is going to write you a check for 10,000 pesos. <laughs> pesos. <laughs> All right, Sketch. All right. Let's wrap. Ted Stryker, plug the podcast one more time. Tune, Tune on, on toast. toast. Tune on Toast. Very easy to find. Ted yeah. Stryker, thank you so much thank for being you, on the Sketch. Show podcast. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, essay. We'll
אוקיי, ביי!